Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. to us and you know we've been looking at the start of this series Joy to the World and as I was reading about just that title Joy to the World obviously the carol sprung straight to my mind Joy to the World and I just started thinking about Christmas carols in general and not like you know rocking around the Christmas tree and Jingle Bell Rock and they're fun and they're fine and there's no problems with those but the anointed Christian carols, there is so much power in them. You know, written hundreds of years ago, but they knew the power of this Christmas story. You know, not just about a tiny, you know, a baby's, are the Diomuses here this morning? Actually, that made me think, but oh, that's okay. About this tiny baby, which is, you know, you think of a baby, it's powerless to do anything besides cry and eat and poo and poo and poo. It's like, how much could possibly be in there to come out? This is ridiculous. Um, But this was no ordinary baby. This was the saviour of the world. And I was thinking of O Holy Night, written in 1847. And I was thinking about the lyrics, you know, long lay the world in sin and error, pining, longing, someone rescue my soul, someone come to set me free, someone come to fulfil the prophecy and the promise which was spoken of years and years and years before. You know, if you've ever had a pine in yourself, you've ever had a pet that pines, our dog pines, it's like, oh, Winnie, shut up, stop it. We can hear you. She's so needy. Honestly, we have... Poor Dan, I do feel sorry for him sometimes. As you've probably noticed, our son is very, very, very attached to him. And I was looking at your shirt before it, you don't know, but it does have snot on it. Um, and because it's flat, because I was like, oh, there's little Ollie's snot all over your T-shirt. And so the baby pines for Dan. Like, I'm not joking when Dan... <laughs> When Dan is not home, if Ollie is longing for him, Oliver will find a shirt of Dan's and hold it. That is how attached. And I'm like, I'm here. I love you too. (laughs) Come and love me. Come and sit next to me. But so the baby pines for him all day. And then Dan gets home and he's like on him 24-7. And then he goes to bed and we oftentimes can't let the dog and the baby in the room at the same time because they just wrestle and squeal and bark. They just love each other. And it's too much for me. I'm like, it's all too loud. The dog's got to go out or the baby's got to go out, one or the other. Um, Anyway, so Ollie goes to bed. We let Winnie out and it's like Winnie is on top of Dan looking at him like this. And I'm like, the poor guy doesn't get any time to just breathe or not have someone sitting on him. But the dog pines, and we as human beings, we we pine in our own soul for rescuing, for healing, for redemption. And along came Jesus. And it says, the weary world rejoices. And I know for me, for my heart, that is my cry this Christmas, this weary world, this weary person, this weary soul rejoices. 
And there is a reason to cry out joy to the world. And I was thinking about this word joy and that's what I wanna preach on this morning. And it's not happiness. You know, happiness is a natural human feeling that you and I feel and it's a great feeling. And I'd rather feel that than feel sadness or anything else. But happiness is fickle. It's based on the happenings or the circumstances. You know, you could feel so happy, so cheerful about your day and somebody cuts you off in the traffic and automatically your happiness is robbed and you feel moody and you feel annoyed and cranky. And all of a sudden, your surroundings and your circumstances have allowed your happiness to be taken away. It's reliant on what is happening around you. But joy is not based on our circumstances. It is built on the unshakable goodness of God. See, happiness is a natural feeling, but joy is a supernatural characteristic that is built and cultivated in time with the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, the fruits of the Spirit. The second one mentioned, we've got love and then joy. So our joy is not actually built on circumstance. It's built and cultivated on time spent with the Holy Spirit. Now in Galatians 5, when it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, the word fruit there is the harvest. What is produced from time with the Holy Spirit? And one of those things is joy. Anything that you invest in, that you sow in, it, t- it takes time and it takes work. You know, I was thinking maybe last week, just thinking about the kids and thinking that I'd been a little short with Ivy, a little bit impatient and, you know, just normal life. But I actually, th- I said to her, I'm really sorry, I feel like I've been a little bit short with you, a little bit impatient, obviously, because she can do so much more for herself. It's like, just hurry up, go, do this, do that. But I forget, she's just a, a child herself. And I said to her, it sounds like mum needs more time with the Holy Spirit. I said, because my patience is not there, I mustn't be investing in that part of my relationship with the Holy Spirit because the fruit of the evidence is not there. And the same with joy. If you take a stock take today of what's going on inside, not, not the external, yeah, I feel pretty happy, it's Christmas, I've got my casual clothes on, preaching in my slides today, my slip-ons. Don't normally do that, but I was like, you know what? YOLO, it's nearly Christmas. It's fine, it'll be fine, the church won't judge me. I'm so sure anyway, they probably can just only see my head, let alone my shoes, unless you're sitting in the front row. But joy is this supernatural characteristic. Do we have it today? Are we showing it? Are we giving it away? You know, remember the fruit that you bear is not just for you. It's for others to pick and enjoy and be nourished from like a normal fruit tree. So are you giving away joy or are you the snappy co-worker? You know, are you the one that people try to avoid in the photocopying room when they walk in and you're there photocopying? Do they walk out or do they have, you know, do they stay for a little bit of a chat? You know, joy can exist regardless of your circumstance. You could have had the worst year that you've ever had, experienced serious lows, but still have joy. And that is the goodness of God. 
that we can have things despite our circumstance. You know, you can have peace in this season regardless of how many pressures are on you to get things done, to be everything, to do everything. You can still have something like peace. And it's the same with joy. You can still have it residing in your soul regardless of the things that you face. You know, in 2 Corinthians 8, 1 to 12, it says, Beloved ones, we must tell you about the grace God poured out upon the churches of Macedonia. For even during a season of severe difficulty, tremendous suffering and extreme poverty, their super abundant joy overflowed into an act of extravagant generosity. And I love here the description, you know, the, the adjectives, the describing words. It wasn't just that they had difficulty or suffering or poverty, they had severe difficulty tremendous suffering and extreme poverty. And even in the midst of that, they didn't just have joy, but a super abundant joy that overflowed into generosity. You know, just like the church in Macedonia, you might've been facing difficulty, poverty, suffering, the works, but even in those moments, you can still experience joy. And I love the beginning of this verse. It says, we must tell you about the grace God poured out. You can have joy because of the grace that God poured out. It's not, it's not something that we can manufacture on our own. It's a gift. It's a character trait within us that's given to us by time with the Holy Spirit, that's given to us because of the grace poured out. And isn't that the Christmas, the Christmas message? It's not just about Easter, grace poured out, but that God would love you and I, that He would see us in our suffering. He would see our souls pining and desperate for a Saviour. He would see that we couldn't do it on our own and we needed intervention from heaven. So He decided that He would give His one and only Son, sent to the world as a baby, given to Mary, to raise and to nurture and to love. That He would live a human life like you and I. That He who had experienced the richness of heaven would become poverty and the poorest and the lowest of lows so that you and I could benefit, so that we could have the gift of eternal life, that we could have relationship with the Father that we could not have earned on our own of ourselves because we've all sinned, we've all fallen short, but His grace poured out enabled Jesus to come for us. You know, in this passage about the church in Macedonia, I was encouraged to know that Joy existed at the same time as suffering. And you know, lots of times, emotions and things like this do coexist within us. Just because we're Christians, it doesn't mean that we don't have feelings. You know, faith and fear can coexist, but it's about the order. It's about which one is ruling and reigning. You can't tell me that when Jairus came to Jesus and his daughter is dying, that of course he had faith because he came. He can't tell me he was happy. It's the worst moment of his life. His darling little girl is dying. He would have been absolutely devastated. What about Peter throwing his leg out of the side of the boat? He had faith to believe that he could get to Jesus. But there was no surf lifesaver on patrol at the time. 
They didn't have swimming lessons at Mount Adam Leisure Centre. I'm pretty sure he probably couldn't swim. He could probably splash about. He was used to water, but he was used to being on the water, fishing, not in the water, swimming or diving or walking on it. But he allowed his faith to trump his fear, to throw his leg out of the boat. So today your joy can exist in the midst of your suffering. It's just about which one we are gonna elevate as we lift our eyes to Jesus. You know, even Jesus had coexisting things happening in His life. In Hebrews 12 too, it says, we look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and expectation onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us into faith's perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne. Jesus had joy. His joy was that you and I would be able to know him and know the Father. But he also had the agony and the suffering and the humiliation of the cross. But the joy won. It was triumphant because He allowed Himself to go through the cross and endure it for you and I. You know, Christmas time begins the new promise of eternity through Jesus. And even if you find yourself walking through a season that is dark, that is sad, that is weary, that is lonely, whatever word that you place in that little blank spot there that you feel this morning. I love this verse, Psalm 30 verse five. It says, I've learned that His anger lasts for just a moment, but His loving favour lasts a lifetime. We may weep through the night, but at daybreak, it will turn into shouts of ecstatic joy. And I believe today, even in this moment, that people are gonna experience a breakthrough into joy where there's only been sadness, where there's only been fear, where there's only been depression, where there's only been anxiety. Today, there's a breakthrough. There's a new day dawning into joy. But you know what, even if, and I don't believe this is the case because God is good and He loves us and He longs to give us good gifts and He longs that we would experience a good life. It's not just about what's to come, but that our life here is good as well. But even if every day was horrendous, there is still the eternal hope and there is still the eternal promise that when we enter there, there will be no more suffering and there will be no more tears and there will be joy forevermore. There will not be a day that you will not experience the completeness and the wholeness and that is because of Jesus and that is because of Christmas and that is because He came to bring joy, not just to you and I, but to the whole world, that the joy that you and I experience would overflow into the world around us, that the world around us would experience the supernatural joy that you and I get to partake in every single day because of what He did. And the world is hurting and the world is broken and it is suffering even if it doesn't realise it. It's going this way and that way in search of truth, in search of something to fulfil the void that's so deep within their hearts and their souls. And you and I have the answer and His Name is Jesus. And He has done it all for us. He is victorious and He has allowed us to enter into victory as well. 
In 1 Peter 1, 8, 9, it says, though you have not seen Him, you love Him. And that's my truth this morning. I do, I love Him with all of my heart. Even though I've never seen Him, I love Him. And even though you do not see Him now, you believe in Him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And that is why you can have joy today, regardless of what you face in this life. Your joy can be inexpressible and glorious because of what He's done. And it says, I've given you the end result now. You know, if you've ever seen a child wait eagerly for something for Christmas, they've written their list to Santa and they've put all their faith that Santa's coming and they're so excited and they can't wait. And the end result is Christmas Day when they throw off the wrapping and they get that gift that they've longed for all this time. Well, Jesus doesn't make us wait for the end result. He's given us to us now so we can live this supernatural life, the salvation of our souls, and that makes it all worth it. You know, I'm gonna get Hendo to come up and in a minute we're gonna partake in communion together. And today, as you partake, I want you to take a bit of a stock take of your own heart and your own spirit. Is there joy there today? And you know what? It does get lost. All of those fruits of the spirits do get lost. And that's okay. Well, it's not okay, but it's okay because you can always return. You can always come back to the foot of the cross. And today, just as I'm happy for the emblems just to start being passed out. I want to ask you, I want to ask two questions today, actually. And the first question I want to ask is that we're talking about this end result of our faith, this joy that we have because we have the promise of eternal life because Jesus came, because we have received salvation for our souls. And maybe you're here today and you've never asked Jesus into your life. You've come today and maybe you've thought, that's me, I've been empty and lost and broken. I've needed something. I've felt that pining, that longing, that weariness within my own heart. And I didn't realise until today that Jesus could be my answer. If that's you today, even in your own heart, you can welcome Jesus into your heart and into your life. It says, anybody who calls on the Name of the Lord will be saved. You don't need a special qualification. You don't need a special prayer. You don't need anything. Just you and an open, sincere heart saying, Jesus, I need You. I need You to come and help me and save me and forgive me of my sins. So as we have communion in a minute, if that's You, you could pray a prayer that says, Jesus, come into my heart. The other group this morning is the group that sits under this prayer of Psalm 51:12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Maybe this morning you've lost the joy of your salvation. You've lost the ability to see Jesus as Saviour. And it might not have been intentional. 
It might just have been that life has gotten busy, that other things have taken priority. And when you look within your heart, you go, oh, I don't really value it. I don't enjoy coming to church. I come because mum or dad makes me or I come with a spouse or because I think it's the right thing to do, but I've lost the joy. So if that's you this morning, as you hold the emblems within your hand, it's the same process. Pray a sincere prayer. Lord, I've lost my joy. I've lost the joy of my salvation. I've lost the ability to look at the cross and and for my heart to leap, for my soul to rejoice and say, thank you, Jesus. Or I've taken it for granted and I want to realign my heart and my spirit today. So if that's you this morning, and if you don't find yourself in either of those categories, that's totally fine. Pray your own prayer this morning of gratitude of worship, that God would send His beloved Son on earth for you and I, that Jesus was willing, that God was willing to bankrupt heaven for you and I. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.